This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Fruit roll-ups contain something that we use on our cars from time to time. Astronauts are not allowed to eat this food in space. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we go out of our way to scour the internet for information you really, really don't need. So let's find out together what other useless information is out there in this episode of Totally Useless Information. It's everything you never needed to know by listening once a week. You get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. This is the food edition of Totally Useless Information Podcast. Hey, everybody. Come and get it. Your (laughs) weekly sweet and savory facts with your five-star Michelin chefs of Totally Useless Information Nick and Roy. Come and get it! <laughs> She's crazy, I tell you. She is. She's got one of those, like, checkerboard aprons, right? She just made some apple pie, put it on the window. <laughs> yeah, I have a calendar like that, but well, that's for another time. <laughs> calendar of women with uh, checkerboard aprons. That's it. Literally, that's it. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? How's it going? It's all good. It's all good down here in Florida. Uh, it's it's wonderful here in Toronto as well. And I'll tell you that uh, this is an exciting edition because everyone loves food. Food is the international language. You talk about food, you can solve all of the problems in the world. What do you think? I think so. And people can literally go nuts or just eat them. <laughs> they're they're hungry. They were hungry for a food episode of Totally yeah. Useless Information. We were yes. Thinking of rather than doing it from Florida and Canada, we were going to do it from Hungary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that's enough stupid jokes. <laughs> well, are there any other kind? Yeah. Let's get into sure. it. Sure. So hold on. You you told me in your teaser something about fruit roll-ups. So uh, I'm curious now. So what is it about fruit roll-ups and 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 something about my car? Okay. Fruit roll-ups contain something that we use from time to time on our car. It is literally wax. The same type of wax that you would put on your car is in the fruit roll-up. I guess to make it pliable or whatever, they put wax in it. This is supposed to be something good that we're We're eating fruit, not candy. No, we're not. We're eating car wax. (laughs) <laughs> fruit-flavored car wax. And, and of course, the disclaimer, we love fruit roll-ups. <laughs> Astronauts are not allowed to eat beans in space. Oh, my God. Yeah, of course. As you can imagine. Now, this is the food edition, so eating beans, that's a food, but they cannot eat those beans because passing wind damages the spacesuit, not to mention the social life up at the International Space Station. Yes. There's got to be nitrogen in there, too, and boom, the whole suit explodes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've been known to explode a suit or two. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this one yes. got me. This one got me. 
Ripe cranberries can bounce as high as one of those little super bouncy balls. Yeah, why? I don't. First off, it has to be a ripe cranberry, which means you have to, I guess, go through the cranberries and throw them on the floor until they bounce up at you. So you've seen uh, the chefs in um, in restaurants, and some of them have short hats, some of them have really tall hats. Mm-hmm. Tall chef's hat is called a toque. Yep. Now, just as a sidebar here, a toque is what Canadians wear in the wintertime. It's like a, a short, fuzzy hat with no brim, really. But a toque is a chef's hat that dates back to the 16th century. Right. And the different heights indicate the rank that they are within the kitchen. They're designed so that it prevents hair from falling into the food because, well, that's just extra. Right, exactly. But and, and it's just a disclaimer for everybody out there. I, I did own a number of restaurants. I'm a chef. So... You knew, are. Knew the answer to that. <laughs> no, of course you did. Now, the 100 folds of the chef's toque are said to represent the many different ways a chef knows how to cook eggs. 100 different ways to cook an egg? Yeah, it, apparently. Well, they got me beat. Well, I'll tell you this much. If they're using the hat, I don't want those eggs. Thank you. That's that's crazy. I did, that, I did not know that. See, so there you go. So that, we, that we is, both learn something as we go along. There we go. I want to know what the hundred ways to cook an egg are, but we won't have time for that. But we'll let you know. Speaking of something exciting, yes. <laughs> did you know that in Kentucky, it is illegal? You can get arrested for holding an ice cream cone in your back pocket. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Why? Why would you want to take the ice cream cone and put it in your back pocket? I don't know. It's not like something that's easily totable around you. It's a hard enough time to eat the thing without it getting all over you. Nevertheless, sticking it into one of your pockets. I cannot even understand this part. So let's say you're you're going to pick up some ice cream for three or four of your friends. Right. You, I mean, you don't you don't have any place to you know how many ice cream cones can you hold in one hand? So you put start putting them in your pocket, right? And maybe someone maybe someone complained in Kentucky, because all it takes is one complaint. The next thing you know, they've banned back pocket ice cream cones. I'll tell you what happened. They probably had the 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 ice cream cone in their back pocket, sat on a seat. Somebody else sat on the seat, got ice cream on their pants, and said, "Son of a, you know what? No, no, no son of a gun. <laughs> son of a sea cook. I got ice cream <laughs> on my pants." And I know how to cook eggs 100 different ways. Said, shut the front door. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Now, if you eat many ice creams, you'll probably develop some hiccups. Ooh. And there are many, many ways to cure hiccups. From reciting the alphabet backwards while holding your nose or whatever. But one of the tried and true ways to truly cure hiccups is, is swallowing one teaspoon of sugar. One teaspoon of sugar will cure your hiccups? That's correct. Just like that song in Mary Poppins. It's a a spoonful of sugar. Medicine, go down. Those were really horrible impressions of Mary Poppins. Yes, that really was. Poor Mary. She's very proud, though. Proud Mary. We'll we'll do music trivia one day. We'll do music, uh, music, use this music information one day. If you guys want music, email us about music. 
That's right. People were requesting food. I don't know if they were ordering food. Maybe maybe they thought they were ordering like food from like Uber Eats or something. Okay. It's TUI podcast at Outlook.com. We don't deliver the food. We just deliver totally useless food information. That's what we deliver. Yeah, we deliver all the good stuff. Iraqi bootyrophobia. Arachabootyophobia. You know what that is? Um, no, I was about to say something, but my lawyer's out of town, so I'll I'll keep it to myself. No, booty. what is it? I said booty. <laughs> Arachabootyrophobia is the fear of peanut butter getting stuck to the roof of your mouth. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it it does it does suck, like because you're eating like you. I love peanut butter. And uh, and and I put lots of jelly on it on, uh, on the Wonder White bread. If potato you can't bread, it. potato bread, Martin's potato, potato bread. bread. Yeah. How about uh, washing it down with a glass of chocolate milk? It might seem weird, but when I came home from school, my mom would make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It wasn't Jif; it was Skippy. That was the brand that she bought, and she uh, she brought over a glass of chocolate milk. So I would sit there and watch. Uh, I don't know what it was at three o'clock in the afternoon. Watching whatever and eating peanut butter and jelly sandwich and drinking a glass chocolate. of chocolate milk. But I did not have the fear of yeah. having it stuck in the roof of my mouth. That's crazy, right? People that they fear. How about this phobia? Okay. Now, you, you said you're a chef, and, and I'm not a chef per se, but I, I, I am quite comfortable in the kitchen. But if someone is suffering from mijirocophobia, is the fear of cooking, and it's actually a recognized phobia. My wife has that. Does she? <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, re- without a doubt, I want to scratch that. No. <laughs> she's actually a great. Oh yeah, she'll be scratching. All right, she's a great. Yeah. So the fear, fear of, of cooking, is a mejirocophobia. So, if you're afraid of cooking, Uber Eats or any of those yeah, apps. I thought, is, I is thought the bad. fear of not cooking was called like a make a reservation. Phobia. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how many burgers do you think McDonald's serves every second in the day around the world? Of course. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do they have to pay us for that now? Or do we have to pay them? Ba-da-ba-ba. I don't know. Um, I, I remember that they used to change the sign. Remember it said millions and millions and they changed it to billions and billions. I don't know, but I would just imagine like with all of the restaurants around the world, there's got to be many. How many? Second. This is every second. Second. Yes. All right. How many? 75 burgers every second. So the amount of time it just took us to discuss this, they served, you know, like 400 burgers. Wow. <laughs> well, 500 burgers. It's insane, right? By the way, you can consume all of our food information and not gain a pound. Isn't that cool? Yes, yes. And, and then, of course, we're going to charge you, though, because it's a weight loss program. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or an intelligent loss program. Yeah. <laughs> the ancient Greeks used to chew on mastic gum. Mastic gum made from the resin of a mastic tree. The mastic gum, like birch bark tar, has an antiseptic properties to it, and though it is believed to have been used to maintain oral health, both mastic trees were used. Now, if you think of mastic, think of the name to masticate. Listen carefully. Yes, yes. To I masticate. To chew, right? Yes. If you masticate too lo- too much, you can go blind. <laughs> but as the mastic gum comes from, I gotta hand it to you. There you go. 
you have something else you want to share with the world. Yes, I do. Um, and it's got nothing to do with masticating, which I thought was really off base. <laughs> Just wrong. Okay, how's about this one? Yes. You know Fruit Loops? You've had Fruit Loops ever? Delicious, yes. Okay. And there's like, what, red and green and blue and Fruit Loops? Yeah, I'm assuming they represent some of the fruit flavors. Right. They all taste exactly the same. There is no separate flavor. <laughs> they just no, have different colors. They actually all taste identical. And people <laughs> want the red ones because they think they taste better. <laughs> That's wild. You just blew my mind. Wow. Yep. No flavor. So the next time I pour a bowl of Fruit Loops, if I close my eyes, it wouldn't matter. Uh, they all taste the same. They all taste the same. And I think it's false advertising because they should be called Fruit Loop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, they take you for a loop. That's what they do. In one year, in one year, there are more than 300 banana-related accidents in Britain. What? In one year, you heard me, in one year, there were more than 300 banana-related accidents in Britain. Most of them involve people slipping on skins. I kid you not. Are you serious? It's not just in cartoons. Apparently, a lot of people who would eat bananas, you know, they're they're messy over there in Britain, I guess. Uh. They would just leave the banana peel on the floor. It would, and people would not not be aware and just slip on the banana peel. Three hundred banana-related accidents. Could you imagine writing that down on your insurance form? I think it's crazy. Yeah, but these are true. These are true things. Okay, that's right. What was the first fruit eaten on the moon? Nothing gassy, I would imagine. Um, I have no idea. It was not beans. Uh, the first fruit eaten on the moon was a canned peach. So it was a peach. Canned peach. But it was a canned peach, yeah. And I have two other facts. Apollo 7 was the first ice cream eaten in space. And after they ate it, it no longer shows up again ever because it must have been so horrible it was like a freeze-dried ice cream and they hated it so much that they never put it back on the menu although i think i know what happened they put it in the back pocket of their space suit and then they banned it ever since they were like what do we do with this put it in your back pocket oh no you're going to jail now <laughs> we're flying over kentucky we fall under their jurisdiction <laughs> there you have it and what happened <laughs> so the wow. apollo 8 was the first Christmas in space because they were up there December 25th. Yeah, pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I and it was not a food-oriented thing that it was Christmas, although they probably did have space turkey dinner. So That's right, they did. <laughs> so maybe they had apples up in space. I don't know if they did, mm. but apples are made of 25% air, which is why they float. Because everything floats in space, but True. apples are made of 25% air. That's hmm? crazy. Well, think about it. You know, so apples, yeah, they you know, the, what's the game? Bobbing, Bobbing for, for apples. apples. Yeah. So that's why, because the apples float to the top because they're made of 25% air. Then there's the other game, Bobbing for French fries, which is not fun. <laughs> not for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> hey, you can't trust the French. <laughs> You're listening to <laughs> You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that hasn't had an M&M candy. Mm. 
What's your favorite, plain or peanut? I like peanut. Mm, me too. Yeah, I like peanut. But what does M&M stand for? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Is it uh, you know, the, the two inventors, the owners of the candy company? It is. The two inventors of the candy company. And one of them is the company itself, the, the owner of the company itself. But I don't know where the other name comes in, but the both of them invented it. So they called them M&Ms. It was Mars and Murray. Mars and Murray. Mars and Murray. So they had M- I like M&M's better. Could you imagine? Uh, Mars and Murray, plain or peanut, didn't, didn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, and then it's just to say it sounds kind of sick to say, uh, Murray melts in your mouth. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. Back to the Fruit Loops, are we? Uh, one, of the most po- one of the most popular pizza toppings in Brazil. Now, before I give you the answer... There's a whole big to-do up here in, in Toronto and maybe Canada about pineapple on pizza. Do you guys in Florida, do you guys put pineapple on your pizza? I think that's Hawaiian pizza. It's terrible. With ham and pineapple and, and, and other stuff. Okay. People are going crazy up here. You know, the pizza purists, if you will, mm-hmm. are going crazy saying pineapple does not belong on pizza. No, it doesn't. But in Brazil... One of the most popular pizza toppings is green peas. Green peas. Green peas. Maybe because it matches the color of their flag. I don't know. Green peas. See, but I would not knock it until I tried it. I hate pineapple on pizza. I think it's disgusting. All we are saying is give, give peas a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See? Okay. Speaking of freaky stuff around the world food-wise, you've heard of popcorn. I think everybody's eaten popcorn. Love popcorn. South Africa, they have their version of popcorn, but they don't popcorn. They roast termites and ants, and they eat them at the movie theater like Mm. popcorn. A good old bucket. I'll take a little extra butter on my termites. (laughs) Would you? Oh, my God. I would never eat termites. Would I? I got. <laughs> I got to be awfully hungry to eat termites. I'll tell you that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the totally useless information podcast. That was the food version of of our in, totally useless information. One more. One more. Okay. One more. This is a good one too. You've had jelly beans, right? Jelly beans are shiny. They're pretty. They're colorful. What makes them so yeah. shiny? Well, it's not that Karuba uh, wax again, is it? No, it's even worse. <laughs> They're shot with shellac polish. The same type of shellac polish that women put on their fingernails is lightly sprayed over them. That's why they got that nice snap to them, too. <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what the hell we're eating. We're such idiots. You know what? That's why they call it junk food. And that's the right the right thing to call it is junk food. The kitchen is now closed. Join us next time on the Totally Useless Information Podcast for more sweet and savory morsels of useless food information. See you real soon! I think that lady has had a little too much oat bran. (laughs) Yes. By popular demand. Oh, that kitty cat always gets in there every time. I'm Nick, and he's Roy. 
And here's the animal version of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Once again, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, send us a note. Email us, tuipodcast at outlook.com. Send us an email. Send us a picture. Record a, uh, a voice note. Just send it to us, tuipodcast at outlook.com. Well, I was there with a stopwatch, and I, and I clocked it. It takes a snail 33 hours to crawl one mile. 33 hours to crawl one mile. And I took a stopwatch, and yes, it's true. I can verify 100%. It took 33 hours. You stayed awake for that. Uh, yes. Okay, did. You ever watch a cat, and you see how the cat almost can turn its ears completely around? A cat has 32 muscles in each ear. A total of 64 muscles in two in a cat, pair of cat ears. Wow. A lot of muscle. Yeah. Do they work out? Do they, like, build their muscles? Do they go, like, to the gym and, and work out their ears? Yeah, they listen. And the... <laughs> no, they don't. Listen hard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the donkey has two eyes, and the placement of the donkey's eyes in its head is positioned in such a way that it can see all four of its feet at all times. So, I don't know, in case someone wants to steal their horseshoes. Yeah, boy, do I feel like an ass. <laughs> Donkey joke. Well, this is a double one I have here. All right. The dragonfly. Do you have dragonflies up there? We do. Okay, we got loads of them down here because they love eating mosquitoes. But the dragonfly has a lifespan of 24 hours. So one of the things that will not happen to a dragonfly, he will not come home to his wife dragonfly and she'll say to him, how was your day? Because he only has one. Oh. <laughs> yes, especially after she found out where he was for the day. So their entire life is one day. So the snail outlived the dragonfly, right? Because the snail walked a mile in 33 hours. 24 hours after 24 hours, the dragonfly just dropped dead. Exactly. The snail probably ate him. No, that, I, I can't believe that a, a dragonfly only lives for a day. Make it a good one. Yeah, exactly. A giraffe can clean its ears with its 21-inch tongue. Yes, that I've heard. That I have heard. That is cool. 21. But, of course, he doesn't use Q-tips because that just damages your ears. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. Did your mother tell you that? I'll stick that so deep in your ear. What the hell are they there for? Is it te Are you teasing me with these things? <laughs> flamingos, because again, Florida, pink flamingos, but not just pink ones. Flamingos, all flamingos, can only eat when their heads are turned upside down. So they spin their head around on their neck, and they eat with their head upside down. They can't swallow any other way. That's, that's pretty interesting. I, I, I was trying to picture that, and, and I, I'm trying to remember seeing some of those programs, those animal-type programs on Animal Planet or something. And, yeah, you're, you're right, because I'm just picturing the flamingo's head upside down. Yeah, they turn their heads. They turn their heads, and they eat. Well, the next time you see one, could you ask it? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have there's lots of them down here, so... I'll get. I'll actually do an interview with one. We'll put it on the next show. <laughs> sure. Why do you sound like you're upside down? Well, I'm interviewing a flamingo. I took a flamingo out to lunch. 
Thank God they're not a dragonfly. Insects such as bees and mosquitoes, they're quite the noisy bunch, as you know. Mm -hmm. And they make their noise by rapidly moving their wings. They don't actually make a noise, their wings make. That's right. Exactly. I don't know who figured this one. But a scorpion can hold his breath underwater for six days. Why? I didn't even know scorpions like to swim. I'm worried about my pool. <laughs> yes. I thought Jaws was bad. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Look, crabs. A hum See a doctor. A hummingbird wings will beat about 70 times per second. The hummingbird's wings will beat up to 200 times per second when diving. Hummingbirds are the only birds who can fly both forward and backward. And hummingbirds can also hover in midair, fly sideways, and even upside down. That is what, when I, when I read that, I was like, wait, I have to read that again. Mm. I, I actually uh, was, when, when I lived in New York, we had a place upstate, New York, a summer place. And we put out those hummingbird feeders, and we were able to actually watch them. It is unbelievable. I wish back then they had cell phones where we could have videotaped it and stuff, you know. Sure, sure, yeah. So amazing. So, yeah, that's a quick Quite remarkable. Well, I think it's time to hit that uh, animals. <laughs> oh, I see. So this has been... Animals, 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 crazy animals. That was as smooth as the peanut butter stuck on the roof of your mouth. Yeah. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick, and he's Roy. You know what it's time for. Where? Expressions come from. I don't know where. I don't know where. Where? Where? Expressions come from. We want to know right now. And if you want to know any of our expressions or totally useless information, simply send us an email, dot com. Or don't. <laughs> or don't, yeah. How about this? You're going on a ride somewhere, and uh, you're about to go into the car, and someone yells, Shotgun! Riding shotgun. It's used to claim the right to sit in the front passenger seat on a vehicle on a particular journey. And the expression refers to the passenger of an old-fashioned stagecoach who sat next to the driver with, you guessed it, a shotgun oh. to protect from attackers and robbers along the way. And that's where shotgun comes from. Cool. That's a good one. See, I would have thought it had something to do with a car, but, you know, it's not. It's a stagecoach, yep. I got one. And this actually is part of my mailbag. Because this was one of the emails that came to me, and um, it was it was to find a phrase uh, being sold down the river, and uh, they asked where that phrase had come from. It was I think it was Jesse from New York. So Jesse from New York. Well, thank you for writing. Go ahead. A well, female Jesse being sold down the river is actually um, a slave term. And um, it was actually used more by the slaves. They would, if, if when they were auctioned off, they were either sent up north or down south. And down south meant that you were going to be picking cotton and doing really hard manual labor. Whereas if you were to go up north, you would be able to maybe work in a factory, which was a little easier, or do domestic help, or so on and so forth. So... The slaves would say, well, he got sold down the river, meaning the Mississippi down south. And so he got sold down the river, meaning he was betrayed. 
Well, break a leg means good luck. It is believed to have started during World War One. It was a saying used by German actors. Now, you're German, I'm not. Tell me if I pronounce this, if I do this correctly. Hals und Beinbruck, which translates to a broken neck and a broken leg. It's a good thing you're not German. Nobody would nobody understand a damn thing you said. <laughs> it's a broken neck and a broken leg. I, I just translated it for you. So it still doesn't make any sense. So he said, well, why would someone say that? Well, it turns out the most popular folklore that they've written down, they said, look, through the ages, people encourage others bad luck. And so they countered that by saying, break a leg so that wouldn't break a leg. It's like reverse psychology. It is. Yeah, a lot of people do that. So I've got a whole bunch of racist stuff here today. <laughs> These phrases, not me, folks, believe me. But uh, to get gypped, get gypped. You know, like okay. somebody says, oh, I bought that and I got gypped. Like ripped off. Yeah, G-Y-P-T, gypped. Okay. It refers to... Actually, Romanians, I'm going to offend Romanians here. The Romanians were leaving Romania, I guess, because of, I don't know if there was famine or some reason, but loads of Romanians were leaving. And rather than migrate to one basic spot, like a lot of countries did, um, they, they went all over the place. And so they were all over the world, and they got the trade name being gypsies. And they would tend to sell things in the street and so on and got the reputation of selling fraudulent items and somebody rather than say you got gypsy they'd say you got gypped scrape the bottom of the barrel was derived from the historical practice in the early united states of storing food in barrels when food supplies ran low only what was on the very bottom of the barrel remained and had to be removed by scraping so it's a pretty simple straightforward expression Scrape the bottom of the barrel. Piss poor. You ever heard that expression? Piss poor. Somebody says, I'm piss poor. And this is what I love. All right. Back in the uh, early days, people that were extremely poor would sell their urine to the tanneries that would tan animal skins. They would use the urine to put on the back of the skins to tan them. So what they would do is they were so broke, they'd have the whole family urinate into a bucket, and then they'd walk the bucket down to the tannery. And as they were walking in the streets, people would see them walking with their bucket of urine and know that they were poor, and they'd say, oh, that guy's piss poor. Wow. How That's wild crazy. is that one? I'd be pissed, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> Show your true colors. It's when you reveal one's actual, well, they're showing their, their actual who they really are. So to confuse the enemies, the warships would use multiple colored flags, but warfare rules dictated that the ships must show its actual flag before firing its first shot, and hence the ships would then display its true colors. Wow. Turn a blind eye. You've heard the expression. I don't know. It means to ignore facts or reality. A person turned a blind eye to something. The very existence of this program. It's, exactly. Exactly. It, and then this is going to get you because I actually have the guy's name. Uh, Admiral okay. Horatio Nelson was said to have wanted to attack the Danish fleet. And the British forces were signaling him not to attack. But 
he really wanted to attack, and he was blind in one eye, so he took his telescope and placed it to his blind eye and told his troops, quote-unquote, I see nothing, so attack. <laughs> Turn the blind eye. <laughs> Needless to say, they win the battle. <laughs> they did, yes. <laughs> they did actually win the battle. So, Boy, they fooled them. Son of a gun, yeah, it's an expression. Back in the day, again, with the sailors, they would sometimes take their wives on long ocean voyages. Mm. It was lonely out at sea, you see. <laughs> I'm just a lonely boy. It is believed that if the woman gave birth on a ship, she gave birth on a ship, it should take place between the cannons on the ship's gun deck, since it was the most secluded place. Mm. Because of this reason, a child that was born on a ship would be called son of a gun. Unless he didn't have a father, and then he would be son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. So we're allowed to say it. <laughs> That's right, bitch. That's right. Bitch is in the dictionary. Look it up. Bitch me out on the you know email. That's right. Okay, so let's keep up with the racist stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Off, I, it's, this is not us, folks. These phrases, no. these phrases have their origins in these crazy things. Off That's right. the reservation. Off the reservation is an Indian term. Native American. Yes. And they, it was a term used by the... the people at the time who would say that the Indians were placed on a reservation, which was protected area for them as well. If they strayed off, people would, and police and people would say, hey, what's this Indian doing? Not on the reservation. He's off the reservation. So they'd arrest him or they'd bring him back or whatever. So to, that oh, was boy. crazy to walk off the reservation was crazy. So they'd say he's off the reservation. But again, these are not us. These will never be able to open a casino now. (laughs) (laughs) Want to bet? (laughs) Hey, if you have a best man at your wedding, the best man, you know, it's the the guy that uh, is there to witness your wedding. It's usually me. He's he's there to talk you out of it. You sure you want to do this? (laughs) You got a chance to run. (laughs) That's right. I'll distract her. You make a run for it through the back door. It is said that during the feudal days it is possible that a rival lord would try to break up a wedding ceremony and steal the bride for political reasons. Why else would you do that? To avoid any trouble, the grooms would ask their best friends to stand next to them during the ceremony so they would help them during the possible battle. So the man standing next to the groom was named Best Man. Wow. Holy mackerel. That's that's cool. Well, you know what that was? The end? <laughs> where do expressions come from? I don't know where, I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. All right, so I'm, go- I'm going to um, end uh, this week's podcast with some of the funniest things I've ever read about kids, how they answer on their test. All right? Yes. So... Here we go. What ended in 1896? Answer, 1895. <laughs> Question on the test for the, these kids. I guess they were like in grade, uh, fifth grade or sixth grade. Uh, name the wife of Orpheus whom he attempted to save from the underworld. Answer, Mrs. Orpheus. <laughs> name one popular queen. Answer, 
Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Name one of the Romans' greatest achievements. Answer, learning to speak Latin. <laughs> Finally, where was the Declaration of Independence signed? Answer, at the bottom. <laughs> These kids were quite, quite brilliant. So those of you who, uh, who just uh, joined us for the first time, what took you so long, and thank you. Uh, Roy and I have been best friends, and we we um, we met in high school. Yeah. And we had, I think you remember this, Roy. We had a a social studies teacher, Mr. Feldman. Oh God. For extra credit, he put down on a final exam what year was the War of 1812, and half the class got it wrong. Just to give you an idea of some of the people we were hanging out with. <laughs> well, that's all the time that we have for this edition of Totally Useless Information Podcast. We will have more for you next time. So, in the meantime, tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.